0: Wow, I am just blown away by the support, the community that we have, and the people that are really excited to start moving with me and with Tom <laughs> starting March 1st. We have an incredible community who's already in and excited in the move to improve challenges. It's a 30. 30- challenge where I'm really taking you day by day you get to see just click into the day it shows up the videos and they're full videos because it's not just about seeing the exercises to do but it's understanding how these exercises are going to affect your body and what you can start doing to either modify progress or just change based on the cueing that I'm providing throughout the entire video so I'm really showing up for you through mobility functional core foundational strength understanding that pelvic floor the diaphragm how it's all working your muscle activations really getting you to connect your brain to those little stabilizing muscles that make a huge difference in big movement and then we go into strength workouts so i got rid of the HIIT workouts this round so that we can get into just the strength of foundation of our body and really putting together all these different pieces and feeling how it can affect your body And I'm so glad I honestly did because I obviously didn't know where my body would be, but this has been just so supportive to know that this is what I'm going to step into starting March 1st. And we ended up extending the early bird discount. So today is literally the last day that you can get in at our early bird discount, which is just over a dollar a day for these 30 days. You get 26 brand new videos, five different self-assessment videos that we start with at day zero, which is February 28th on a Monday. And then we go through each week together. It's full support, community, mindset tools, daily goals, things to really start to make change within what you're doing to your body so you feel something different. It doesn't have to be long, complicated, take much tools or equipment at all. And I just hope that you join this incredible community and just see what could be possible. So check the link. It is docgenfit.com slash move 2022. Move 2022. You type that in, pass the link out to your friends because we have refer your friends bonus, which you get cash prizes, so many things. So just come check it out. I promise you won't regret it. We have so much feedback from people who start to learn and feel something different when they really commit These next thirty days Doesn't have to take out Your old workout program You can still do it alongside Because getting that mobility That functional core strength That muscle activations And just adding these things Sprinkling them into your week Is going to feel so good Within your body So I'm so incredibly excited Remember Last day today for Early Bird
1: So welcome back to kind of Our part two Of sharing our uh, Journey and healing journey Loss of our first child Um, If you didn't listen to last week's episode, uh, we kind of talked through the whole process that Jen went through, that we went through um, during the miscarriage. And I would, of course, encourage anybody to go listen to that if they were interested. We talk a lot about advocating for yourself in traumatic situations, especially within the healthcare system, and talk a lot about Jen's journey and just things that she wishes wishes she would have known. And I think that can be helpful to a lot of people.
0: Yeah, and then we just want to use this episode to really talk about I still want to call it self advocacy because it, but now instead of the hospital realm of things, it is in the medical realm, it's more of your immediate environment with friends and family and advocating for your healing journey because
1: friends and family and your partner
0: and your partner yes and it's it's a especially this space for us in partnership is so new so foreign something that we never anticipated needing oh. to be in all right no one goes into pregnancy hoping for a miscarriage. So
1: Or expecting it even. Expecting
0: it. It's like, oh yeah, you hear about it all the time, but that won't happen to me. Um so it's it's a it's a lot to process and work through and as well meaning and well intentioned as people can be, there are some things that we just want to provide support with and resources one for those going through it and for those who are supporting others going through it, what you can say, what's maybe not as helpful and how you can start to try to process this with a partner. Not that we're perfect at it. We are still learning. There
1: is no handbook. We are not trained psychologists by any means. So we both see people who are trained (laughs) in, uh, being some sort of therapist, um, And that is very helpful for both both of us. I mean, that's probably one of my first recommendations is having somebody who professionally can talk to you and guide you within different strategies, whatever that may be. I see a psychologist who, you know, specializes in addictive behaviors with drug and alcohol. I've been seeing him for a while now. Jen uh, talked with a somatic therapist that she really loves and has you know, talked with in the past and um, that especially initially was helpful for both of us to have a session with our therapists um, early on. So uh, that first and foremost would probably be one of my primary recommendations for anyone going through tragic loss.
0: Yeah, I would second that. And For me, finding a therapist, you really feel like you can hold that space, can provide that support through such an emotional and tragic event. Um, And for me, knowing that I have a somatic therapist that's going to identify where in my body I'm holding on to the trauma, because I did not even realize how extremely tight my pelvic floor was. And... You know, I talk about pelvic floor. I'm not a pelvic floor specialist. However, I've taken courses and I continue to learn about it because I, I love advocating on that. However, I did not even realize how restricted and clenching I was until I was talking with her and really identifying my body in that way. And to be honest, she's a woman who's been through it. And that's my second piece of advice is... You know, yes, the therapist, and then having the support from people who have been through it. So, if you don't immediately know someone who's been through it, you can find support groups online. Um, I'll share some of the the resources that I have been provided with. There's different websites that have support groups and there's different chats. So I used like immediately the support group that I found was through secret chats in the flow app. And that's how I was kind of tracking my pregnancy. And they have these secret chats that are for women experiencing miscarriage and Thousands and thousands of women explaining and talking about their different stories, and women who talk back to women, and and you never have to identify who you are. That's why it's called a secret chat. So it's just this space to be held and seen, um, which can be very supportive. And I immediately, you know, reached out to friends who have been here and experienced this trauma as well, because it is something that you just cannot understand and relate to if you haven't been through it and that's okay
1: absolutely and I think that another important thing to remember is even if you have been through it as a woman or a husband or a partner to a woman who's been pregnant you still don't know exactly how we feel right now yes you as the woman don't know oh I know exactly what you're going through Jen that can be a very, very triggering word to people because it is kind of saying like, I know where you're at. I know what you're going through. I know how you're processing this. Like, no, you don't. You really don't. You know, you have your own traumatic experience and there are ways that you can bring that up in a supportive way. And Jen has talked with people who have gone through miscarriage in very supportive ways. She talks about that on the last podcast and has had other friends who have been very helpful in the way they brought it up. I have had people who've reached out to me who've said things like, Oh, we went through this. I know how you're feeling and this and that, where I don't think it's as great a way of bringing it up versus someone saying, you know, I've gone through this. I can't imagine your pain right now. And they still can say to me, like, I, I can't imagine what you're going through and I love you and we're there for you. And, um, just know that I'm here if you ever need to talk, like, that is a great way to bring it up because then it's opening the door if I do want to talk to somebody who's been through something similar.
0: A hundred percent. I can't like validate that even more. I it was incredible to see it, I would get these texts or, or reach out from girlfriends who have been there. And all they said was, I'm just so sorry. It's not fair. I'm here for you if you need anything. And I'm, there's just no words. I'm just so sorry. And they have been there and still didn't say, I know how you are feeling. I know what's going on. I know this. Yeah. It was just, I'm so sorry. There are no words. And in, in, I remember when one girlfriend reached out and said that and I thought for a moment and I, I thought, didn't she go through this? And the fact of the reality is she didn't need to even say that. Right. She didn't need to make it about her experience or herself she made it about me and what I'm going through hmm. where on the flip side I've had women who reach out and say I know exactly what you're going through and I have had difficulty getting pregnant or going and, and you not only have not been through a miscarriage but to say you know exactly and you can relate it's just women who have been in that space are not even saying that because they understand that every miscarriage journey is so unique and so different and so traumatic in its own way. Again, some can have a DNC and, and it's it's over pretty quick where some labor on their own for a month. Some women I've talked to have had two DNCs. Some women I've talked to have, you know, there's just there's a wide variety of when this takes place, how this takes place, how far along you were you know just was it your first was it your third there's women i've talked to have had five but you just never know and so it's always this traumatic event that you just don't want to be saying i i completely understand and i can relate to you and and i think it's so important to know that in a society that wants to connect to relating i urge you not to try to relate
1: absolutely and i I think it can A similar example can be if you lose a loved one, if you lose a parent, like it's not the same exact as if your friend loses that same parent. You don't have the same relationship. You didn't have the same dynamic. You have no idea what their complete depth of their relationship with that person was and how it's affecting them. So in times of trauma and tragedy, try to avoid relating and try to just make them feel Like they're surrounded with love and a genuine person who wants to be there if needed. And even my brother, when he reached out, who has also been through this with his, you know, with my sister-in-law, just kind of said, this isn't fair. Nobody should need to go through this. It's so hollow of me to say this, but I'm here for you. Please let me know if you need anything. I know you're going to get that more over the next few days than anything. But I love you And that's all he said When he could very easily relate Try and relate to me being my brother <laughs> Or
0: give words of wisdom Or go, give all this advice
1: Yeah and, th- and there I think Are some effective ways That people have given words of wisdom And advice um, I don't know if you would agree with this But I do think that there are some ways That people have said like uh, I'm trying to think of a good example Of like You know we lost um our first child it's a tragedy that can't be explained in words it's a sadness that can't be explained in words however like we have always carried that child with us in our hearts as a part of our lives and but again they end by saying something to the extent of you know we love you and we're here for you just supporting you and jen thinking about you and stuff like that and there there are ways that people i have found have slipped in tidbits of advice per se or (laughs) strategies that they may have used during their time of trauma that I I didn't and again this speaks a little bit to you know where we might be
0: different in that different in
1: how different people might trigger us by that advice offered I just I feel like there have been a couple ways that people have said things that weren't the oh, you need to do this, this, and this. I've been through this. I know (laughs) it's been more of a still maintaining the, I can't imagine what you're going through. You know, we're supporting you. Um,
0: And I think just to be safe, the like, I think starting with just how extremely sorry you are, you can't understand. There's no words. It's not always fair. And, and offering, if you need support, I'm here. If you need to talk to someone who's been through a similar experience, I'm here. If you want to understand what I did to cope, I'm here. And I think that was a very beneficial thing because it allowed me, if I want to seek more, I know I have your support. If I need advice as to how you moved through, I can see what strategies you used rather than just piling it on me and expecting it that it's going to be useful. I don't know that it's going to be useful. And I even, so I did go through, I, I had an Instagram box where I said, I know I'm not the only one who's unfortunately experienced this. So drop any resources that you found helpful for yourself and I'll share them with everyone. And oh my goodness, first of all, so many resources were shared. There so many resources that I went through and I really took the time to look at the websites, to look at the people that people recommended, to look at the books. Um, I, I took the time to, I, I wanted to understand and see it all before I just gave the information um, which is saved on so if you go to doc gen fit on my Instagram the highlight bubble is called miscarriage and I saved it there so that the stories can live and there's a suggested resource but what I told people I said if you're not going through it but you know someone who is you can you can tell them as a suggested resource if they want to hear from someone who's been through it but it doesn't have to be oh go through Go do this. Go do that. Here's, look at this. Everyone on their own time. And if you offer them that there is a space and, and you might have a resource that can help allow them to come to you. I think that's, that's been my biggest thing. And also when people text and tell us no need to respond.
1: That's a big one. Yeah. Just putting out there, like, no need to respond I know that you two need to take time to heal I just want to let you know I'm here All right? I just want to let you know I love you I mean honestly my biggest thing like you can never go wrong with saying I can't imagine I'm here for you I love you done that you know for me and I think for Jen will always land well Um, you don't you don't run a risk of overstepping or anything like that. Um,
0: and you don't make it about you needing to hear a response or hear the story or, or talk. Um, I've actively been avoiding calls, <laughs> which sorry to my friends out there, but not sorry, because I know that in my heart space and in my current environment, my self-advocacy for healing is that I have found I early on allowed women in who I love so, so, so much and are a huge part of my life but don't understand and haven't been through it and realizing so quickly they don't know how to be here for me. And that's okay, but it was not an environment that was conducive for my mental space.
1: And going into those, there was... I. I before a couple of those asked you I'm just like you sure sure? you (laughs) want to have these people over I know that they're a great part of the support system I just again don't know how those conversations are going to go I didn't know I didn't know if it would be great I didn't know if it'd be challenging and I think some aspects of it were pretty challenging
0: it was I'm not gonna lie so so I learned very quickly and and that is okay you know I think and another thing my, my sister-in-law said that I appreciated too, she she asked people um, not to bring it up, not to say I'm so sorry or have pity or anything unless I came to you and was ready to talk. And I think that's a huge thing as well Is and something my therapist and I talked about rather than reactively telling people what's wrong and what not to say, but presenting what you need first so that you don't run into these triggers or people who are going to say the wrong thing or ask the wrong thing.
1: And I think that's a super important thing where at the beginning you kind of talked about like this is also a talk about advocating for yourself and what's best for you in the healing journey and not feeling bad when you need to say to someone hey can you please let me come to you if I need anything if you feel they're being overbearing if you feel like they're trying to Do the relating thing too much, or the I know what you're going through. I can, you know, blah, blah, blah. Just to be able to say, like, hey, I know that what you're doing is well intentioned. Right now, I just need you to let me come to you if I need anything. Mm
0: -hmm.
1: Thank you. (laughs) Like, I love you. I know that you're trying to help, but I just need my time.
0: (laughs) Yeah. Oh. Completely,
1: And empowering yourself to say that can be very emp- empowering and not worrying about it insulting someone. Oh, I'm just trying to help. Well, if they get insulted by you saying that, then they really aren't there for you. It, or They're not really wanting to be there for you in that space or what's best for you if you're directly telling them.
0: They can be scary. There are people you love. Maybe it's family members that you've never spoken up to in a way that you're really advocating for yourself. And, and there are people who always are... <laughs> You know, you look up to very much and it could be a very hard thing to say, this is what I need. And I need you not to to I I need you to stop asking this or I need you to stop saying this. Um, One thing that continues to pop up and is a really difficult thing for me to continue to hear. Is and this is for me, this might not be for you, but I can imagine it for people who have been through loss or going through loss um, is the text of i hope you're feeling better today and again well intentioned right but what does that mean are you hoping that i'm crying less are you hoping that i'm feeling less loss are you hoping that i'm i don't i don't know what the capacity of i hope i hope you're you're feeling better today really means because for me like where we are sitting right now talking it hasn't even been a week it's we're on day seven right now of not even having fully processed it yeah and to have that be told a few days after this whole experience I hope you're feeling better today what does that mean what are you hoping that I'm that I'm saying yep I'm better I'm happy
1: yeah better feel great now Uh, similar to that I think Saying things like "You'll get over this" or "You'll get through this," or, "God, you, it's, you God guys. has
0: a plan for you." Yeah, that that yes, and something my sister-in-law said that I I appreciated as well was God isn't here to take and, and take this how you will. Everyone has a different interpretation. God isn't here to take away life or to to bring you harm or to hurt or to take your baby away God is going through this process and this healing journey with you so to say that it was God's plan not to have a baby or God's plan to to have this baby you know end so soon it's
1: that doesn't do anything to help in the no. moment not at all um but saying you know hoping you can feel the comfort of God as you heal through this a little bit better yeah <laughs> um and especially if it's someone you know is religious or is wanting to, you know, feel that support in that way. And so, and that's, speaking of that, I don't think this is something that I'm necessarily, or we're necessarily supposed to get over or get through. You know, it's now becoming a part of our being. Yes. It is now becoming a part of our lives and always remembering this experience with our first child. And as we go into the future and hopefully continue to try and have Mm -hmm. another child or have a family it'll always be a part of us and has forever now changed our perspective and who we are Mm -hmm. and so I don't think it's something I'm going to get through
0: no it's just something that it becomes and so rather than are you feeling better today (laughs) you know just just I'm
1: still thinking about you and sending love that's it like
0: that's it because I don't... Again, I don't know what you want me to say in feeling better. The hurt, again, talking with women who've been through this five years, 10 years, 20 years have reached out to me. And the pain is still so real of losing your child.
1: Yeah.
0: And it, it's not about the pain going away and becoming less. It's about you living in this new reality of life and becoming just learning how to, how to live this life with a, a baby who has left so soon and a lot sooner than you anticipated ever happening. So it's a, it's a new learning process in life, but it's not something that you have to get over or feel better, a day-to-day process
1: and I just know too going through this with you and you know we've started to talk about this a little bit just as you know partners and stuff is how we're experiencing this very differently Mm -hmm. I wasn't carrying the baby I'm not feeling the physical effects of what's going on I didn't feel that connection of having the baby grow inside of me and then you know when it Uh, stop thriving, needing to get rid of the tissue with my body. And so I I didn't have that intimate connection that you had in that way.
0: Yeah. Yeah, so it's, it's very, very different. For a woman, it's, you know, your physical body is already changing the moment that you conceive. And then as you're going through this process, and it is the most painful process you've yet experienced, if you haven't had a baby, (laughs) it is highly traumatic. And then the reality of every time you go to the restroom, you're still bleeding. And every time you try to exert yourself physically, you're still cramping. And to have these continual physical reminders, as well as the emotional ones, especially the emotional triggers from people who are trying to reach out and and wanting to talk to you about it or say the right thing or help in whatever way. It's all just so traumatic. And so for me, I can cry on the drop of anything. And especially in that first few days, especially being around people who all they were doing were talking about their kids It was not an environment I could be around. It Mm. was just, it was the worst environment for me to be around. Literally, I was in a place where three days after this happened and all people were talking about were their children, knowing that I lost my first child. It was the worst environment that I could have ever put myself in, but I had to. And, And no one can understand that. It's not on them. It's not... It's not they're bad. It's not they're wrong. I just I want to choose in the beginning to put myself in an environment that I can I can really heal in and and I don't have to be triggered in because it's not going to be conducive to my healing. If I'm feeling reactive, if I'm just crying the entire time, if I'm whatever. And so it is a little hard, you know, and it's just different. Like I don't see Dom crying all the time he doesn't have those physical reminders he's not in the body experiencing it and sometimes that was honestly very difficult for me it's really difficult to be like like I heard one conversation where it was like someone asked about it and then I felt like five minutes later you laughed about something and I was like how can he laugh
1: and I come off of that call and (laughs) can immediately tell that I've done fucked up about something. <laughs> 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 I'm kidding. I'm sorry. I normally don't swear like that <laughs> on these podcasts, <laughs> but I don't care actually. Um, but it, it is where the way that your partner is responding when it doesn't necessarily match up to how you're feeling, it can be tough. And I talk in the first podcast we did on this about, I'm feeling a lot of frustration and anger. I'm still working through the frustration of not being able to be there with you through it. I'm still frustrated with how hospitals work. That's been one of my primary frustrations in life. That's why we do what we do. And then going through it and being on the receiving end of what we think could be better. um, Super frustrating. And the fact that I wasn't able to be there with you during all of it and ask questions and support in a little bit different way in a way that I think could have been better has been frustrating and I'm also frustrated that that anger is preventing me from I think feeling as much sadness as I could be feeling right now I haven't worded it exactly like that but yeah I'm sad you know yeah yeah I'm sad and I I normally am somebody who cries a lot I'm from a really emotional family my dad cried with me during finding Nemo and the blind side and all <laughs> finding Nemo is a bit intense, but um
0: And that's why I was scared
1: that she wasn't seeing me crying and yeah. that we hadn't really broke down and cried. I mean we'd cried a little bit together but we hadn't really just broken down and cried. We still really haven't and I want that. I do. I feel so sad and I feel such a sense of loss and And so being able to communicate with you, being able to communicate with your partner about that is paramount because you don't know why they might be acting a certain way. You don't know why they might not match up with exactly how you're acting or feeling. Mm -hmm. And it's on you to ask the questions and have the conversation with them rather than making assumptions as to why they are laughing on a call. Mm -hmm. I felt like I, I got a little triggered after that when Jen asked me those questions. Cause I'm just like, are you accusing me of laughing about <laughs> us going through this? Like, no, like uh, someone brought it up. And before the group came on the call and just said, so sorry. And I'm thinking about you. It's some good friends of ours. And I said, thank you. It's been really difficult. And great to know that, you know, you're there if we need you. and And then we went into the call and, I don't even, I have no idea what would have happened, but yeah, there were some laughs on the call and there was, and for me, I, I, I don't know. I don't know. Again, I feel, I do feel okay going into a situation or going into a situation like we were in with people talking about their kids and, and I was just trying to do what I could to be there for you and ask if you're doing okay or if you wanted to leave and then went and played with the kids that were there because I, That's a great way for me to feel joy and to feel Yeah, it's just very so so different how we've been processing these things.
0: Like you could sit in that conversation and have banter back and forth and laugh and be okay, where I literally could not sit at the table. I couldn't. It was just way too triggering for me. And it's so interesting. There's been times too where you know, my, one of my girlfriends who's who's pregnant and I'm so freaking happy for is having a baby shower. And I honestly don't feel triggered about going and thinking about that. And I don't know if it's because of the way that she's created this space and held so much love for me in this time that I'm just feeling so overjoyed to be there for her. Um, but I also know going into that situation, it's not about me. <laughs> like it's about her and what we're celebrating whereas thinking about going to another friends event I know that it'd be so soon since this happened that people are gonna have their pity looks and come up to me and give me hugs and ask how I'm doing and I still don't know to this day right now if I'm gonna go to that event because that feels more triggering than a baby shower which is crazy but it's just You know, what I'm processing in the environments I'm trying to say, what would be conducive for me to be around that would feel safe, that would feel good. And I've even talked to friends who have brought up age as being an issue or there's been DMs about, well, did you see how much the vaccine is is bumping up miscarriage rates and it all of these things that are so not helpful And so sad because you are placing blame on the woman without trying to, but you are.
1: Because you're too old and people who are older have more miscarriages or because you're, you got the vaccine and that caused your miscarriage. Like, what does that help?
0: What does that help? Nothing at all. And I always love to be the person who's looking at the possibilities of things. So if I say, well, I know women who are much older than me and having healthy babies, so it's possible. So don't tell me that my age is is what's holding me back. I know women who have the vaccine and are boosted and are completely having healthy babies. So again, don't tell me that that's the issue. And it's not like it, it doesn't help to create barriers. It doesn't help when someone is in the process of something and I don't like, uh, it's it's my worst thing. It's like when someone comes in with pain and is telling me, well, my doctor said I'm too old so I shouldn't be riding my bike anymore. And I'm like, let's look at the 80-year-old who's riding bikes and doesn't have any pain. Riding
1: bikes and running marathons. Yeah,
0: and- like, the, no. I like to look at the possibility of what's possible rather than the thing that's hindering me and potentially holding me back. We cannot say, we cannot say, What went wrong? I have zero idea why this baby didn't make it, and that's okay. And I have to live with what is right now rather than thinking what potentially could have happened. Obviously, I'm always going to be looking to be my best and to say, okay, what else can I do to create a better environment internally for to create life? But to bring up these barriers that you cannot... Cannot dictate that that is the reason does not help someone through a healing process. No,
1: Absolutely not. And so I know that we've been going through a lot and a lot of what we're bringing up now is our opinions and our personal feelings.
0: Totally. And the two (laughs) of us us brawl and in it.
1: (laughs) And the two of us aren't exactly the same (laughs) in how nor should we be and how we process things and how we experience things. Um, but just understanding that there are ways to set up your environment for more conducive healing and to put yourself in situations that might support rather than prod at your traumas to set boundaries with people who who may be saying things that are slightly triggering in a way that can be constructive and can continue to recruit them in as part of your healing community. Um, And if you are reaching out to someone who's going through this, hopefully you picked up a a pointer or two on how to really be there for somebody um, in a way that will be supportive and, and hopefully not triggering to them in any way.
0: Yeah, I think something that someone else brought up to me was toxic positivity and trying to be so positive. Oh, this one wasn't meant to be, the next one will be. Let's not talk about what will be, but let's talk about what is and what is in the moment is pain and what is in the moment is hard and grief and something that only you know what you're experiencing. So when you are presenting someone or trying to be there for someone, focus on what is rather than trying to be positive that doesn't really hit or doesn't come off and it can be a very toxic place for someone who's trying to process and grieve in the moment. Um, I remember when Sean Johnson was talking about her process and because it doesn't get talked about enough, she felt like, can, do I even have the allowance to grieve? Are people allowed to grieve feeling like I lost a child even though I didn't have the child physically yet? And the reality is yes. <laughs> We always get to, you know, grieve. Don't let anyone tell you what you should or should not be feeling. And if they are trying to, then you know you get to create space. And that's another reason why I'm just not answering the phone right now when I'm not ready to talk to people who haven't been through it. I'm just creating my boundaries, creating my space. It doesn't mean I'm never going to talk to them, obviously. I'm just taking my time and and it's okay to do that. Don't take it personally if someone's not ready to talk to you. And one of the greatest gifts also has been the women and the friends who are reaching out and saying, you know, I, I get that you probably want space, so no pressure. I'm here whenever you're ready to talk, but not. We don't, we don't need to right now. And they're not just calling. They're not just FaceTiming and they're not just trying to force it. And I think remembering that every person has a process and it's not about you and their process but it's it's really should be about them
1: and one last thing that I wanted to touch on that I mean yes sending flowers sending things can be great and supportive and we've had incredible friends I mean the the thing that kind of my brother I mentioned brought up like this is so hollow just to say like let me know if there's anything you need because you'll hear that more than you care to when you're going through a trauma or tragedy and there are just some people who have taken it into their own hands to just say hey I sent you a little something and then we'll get a DoorDash or an Uber Eats like gift card whatever however much it's for like that's so meaningful to just know like you know I might we might not be wanting to cook or we might not be going out to eat anywhere or in our normal flow and Hey, here's a DoorDash thing. If you want to order food in one night. I mean, we've had a few friends who've done that. And so meaningful, small gesture. It doesn't have to be for a lot to let somebody know that you're thinking or you're there to to support. And very grateful for the people who've done that for us.
0: And we had food show up at our house today, yeah.
1: <laughs> We did. And it was perfect because you were was, craving I was craving Mexican, Mexican. food. <laughs>
0: Hannah Bauer, bless her heart, yes. just all of a sudden sent Mexican food right to our door. I'm Such like, f- how did she even know?
1: <laughs> a torta has never tasted so delicious.
0: <laughs> so allow yourself to be supported. I think that's, but but do it in a way that you need. Um, if people have asked for my address, I've just given it. Obviously to friends, not just to <laughs> random people. Um, but but allow allow them in. Because sometimes people don't know what to do. And so sending a little gift card or sending a flower or sending something that tells you physically, "I'm thinking about you, I love you is it's so supportive for you too. So allow people the space and allow yourself the space to 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 grieve and to process how you need to and, Again, um, if you go to my highlight bubble miscarriage on my Instagram page, there's a ton of books that people recommended. And this isn't just for miscarriage. There's a lot for miscarriage, but I would say it's like half and half. So there's half just grief and loss in general. And then there's half specifically um, talking into pregnancy loss. So there's many valuable resources. Even some of the links have uh, gift bundles. So if you're someone who's Looking to provide something for someone you don't know what to do and you're like, should I just send flowers? Is that empty? Um, There's actual gift bundles that are recommended in some of their sites as well. So just something to take a look at and and help as you're going through loss, grief or this process of a very tragic pregnancy loss. Um, Oh, and I will just say one last thing. Last thing that I remember reading is do not be that person who's like, oh, well, at least you have another kid. So it's okay that you lost this one. Whew. Toxic positivity at its and highest right there. At least you
1: have another kid to take your mind off this. No. doesn't work that way. Still a loss. Still a loss of a child. doesn't matter how many others you have or how many others you may have in the future. Um, yeah. And yeah, just thank you all again for letting us share continuing to be a part of our community and our healing community we always want to be as open and vulnerable with you all as we can as we feel comfortable about our lives and um yeah grateful to be able to share this with you